It's, a, it's an, ex, it's an exciting week. Yes, tomorrow's your big day. Tomorrow's my big day. Yeah. You did, you freaking murdered Lady on James Corden. You had a really good set and you know it. You gotta know it. Yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. They have a great setup for stand up, you know. Um, he, you know, what it, makes it great? I've never done it. Okay. Well, you will. I'm sure you I will. There'll be a day. Um, I think, first of all, the show, it has a very loose feeling when it's taping and Corden interacts with the audience a lot. Ian Carmel's out there and Reggie Watts, Ian Carmel's on the left, Reggie's on the right. And they're all sort of, they do a really long monologue up front and then they edit it later. But what they do is very uh, conversational with the crowd. So the crowd is just like, they're part of the show. They're part of show business. They're ex- super excited, right? Yeah. Uh, they're just in a good mood. I mean, you That's... can't go wrong when a crowd's in a good mood, right? Can't. And uh, and then the the uh, and I by the way, okay. So I did my thing where I did as, the set as many times as I could up until the point where I hated it and it bombed. Like uh-huh. I like I had one set at the uh, Ryan, who's the booker. I, I, I had to type it in, right? I, I, I typed it and I sent it to him and they went through standards of practices. Okay. And they went to see, see it at uh, mermaid hour, which okay. is Valerie Tazi show at the lab. That's and, a great, uh, great crowd. It worked great. Right. right. And I should have just stopped. Like I should have just <laughs> next two days off, but also it, it kind of got me a little cocky. I'm like, Oh, this is going to kill. Right. And then <laughs> the next couple of days was like, then I would, then I got in my head. And then the, the, I did a set at the improv on Wednesday night. So that's the night before I'm taping and the crowd kind of, you know, wasn't great. There was a woman whose feet were on the stage and I was so enraged. Like I wanted to, just assault her right but instead i'm like sticking to the script because i just want to get the wording on the first joke right and uh so maybe i wasn't all yeah you know maybe at this point i'm just tight and angry and so it wasn't a good set and um and i was like oh man but but now in my head i'm like this is not this is not a given okay go poorly and if they, if it does then this set taught me how to stay on script in case everything nothing's yeah. working right? yeah yeah you just stay do just the bit pretend like it's going well just yep. pretend like it's going well okay it's only five minutes you got this <laughs> um so uh then i i i went there i i, I hired hair and makeup Right. You hired your own hair and makeup because yeah. they're doing a limited version, right? Right. right. So uh, they did they come with you to the to the studio or do you do it at home? No, no, no. So she came to my it was it's Marlene Reiner who did my hair and makeup for my album cover. OK. So came over at 10 a.m. and did it from like really to like 1130. Right. OK. And like, All right. I just got to be still. <laughs> until 4 30 in the afternoon yeah like my hair was so curly and then when it got to the studio it was you know it dragged so quickly it right? looked really good though they did touch yeah. they did touch ups right okay uh but definitely do not it, you know camera ready just hire somebody just hire somebody yeah. 
Yeah, yeah just find the, find the cash and do it. So yeah. Um, then it's done right. And it's done right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, so I get there and the other guests are Jamie Dornan. Right. I looked him up. There was a, yeah. there was a picture of him. He's an Irish actor. Incredible. And you lost your mind because he's Irish. He's dark Irish. And, uh, and, and he was incredible. He's very handsome. Incredible. Right. <laughs> Distractingly and, handsome. Jesus. And, and, and he was dressed really well, like a handsome, sometimes these handsome men, they try to look schlubby right. and Jimmy Dornan's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm present. I'm a, I'm a gift and I'm going to dress <laughs> putting, uh, uh, the I'm gonna wrap myself up for yeah. the rest of humanity. Good for you. So I, so he, there's like a common area where everyone can hang out and then everyone's got their own dressing rooms. And so, uh, I, I, when I, I walked out for a second and I saw him and he was surrounded by people, you know, and I was like, I, I can't, I got to focus on my set. I can't deal with these. This one. <laughs> right, right. Afterwards, so I right afterwards. My dressing room and I just kind of walked around, walked around, you know, pacing, going over the opening, the I first time, right? Right, right. I, I tend to do laps. That's what I tend yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, there's, you can't, there's hard, you can hardly have anyone back there. Right. So everyone's sort of solo in their rooms, I think maybe. And, and the other guy was uh, Andrew Garfield who played uh Spider-Man. Right. But he's so boyish that I, it's, it feels Bury like. the fucking lead. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. No, he was the emo Spider-Man though. Anyway, go ahead. Whatever. I, anyone who plays Spider-Man will never play a part in my sexual fantasies. <laughs> that was a boy. That's where we, that's where we part ways. <laughs> <laughs> you we actually don't part that big a ways. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm age appropriate. Okay. So, so then I, I'm like, I just stayed in my thing and I watched, you know, I watched the show in my dressing room. And uh, so so they did their mono, which is like maybe 25 minutes, how they shot it. And, uh, okay. you know, Reggie Watts, he's like, Reggie Watts has these glasses on and they're just, you know, sunglasses. And I just, I imagined him being, uh, you know, very relaxed. Yes. Yes. Very relaxed. The camera to catch it. Um, but so the audience is great. And then um, those two, Garfield and, and Dornan, did all three of their segments together. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, crowd loves it. Everyone's loving it. And then, you know, it's my turn. And uh, Terry comes to get me. She's uh, the PA or the, the uh, I forget the title, whatever she's doing. She's, I know her title. Is, I know yeah, yeah. she's the Greg of that show because that's, uh, that was a guy at Conan. So, um, so I go down the stairs and I, who do I walk right into Jamie Dornan? I'm like, ah, and then I go, you did great. <laughs> like, like he's a comic. I always compliment people like they're comics. Great set out there. Good segment. You're funny. He's <laughs> uh, like, oh, okay. And then I, I walk out and, and I'm, you know, I'm behind the curtain and, um, uh, it's funny cause, um, like with Conan, they, the stagehand would pull the curtain and you'd go out. But I think with Gordon, yeah. they 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 don't have a puller. It they it just kind of slides out. Like someone's okay. doing it far away. So I guess I'm in my head. I was I I thought someone would come out. So they announced my name and I'm like, oh, I'm still where? What do I do? So I just burst through the curtain. I don't think I waited. <laughs> what how I was supposed to? And then um, 
And then I just didn't have my bearings for a second. I'm like, oh, there's a mic stand. Okay. So yeah. And then, you know, the crowd, even though they're far away, you know, you've got a bunch yeah, there's of, a, you have a camera. Far, right. Yeah. But um, they're just great. And, and he, Corden, and someone told me that Atsuka said this too, that Corden will say, hey, we got a stand-up comic coming up. Let's make it like it's a comedy club and just gets the crowd really pumped up for the show, for the Bart. next, you know, if you're, we are switching gears here. It's not participatory anymore. you you listen, this person tells yeah. jokes, yada, yada. And they're just great. You know, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, he, it'd be great if he did one a week, you know, I think they have a perfect setup for it. And I don't think there's another late night show in LA now that, um, can provide such a great opportunity for standups. Honestly, it's really, it's really, yeah, yeah. well, you killed. And then, but the weird thing was you're still biked and you can hear you saying to James Corden, I did. I was really nervous. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to let my, well, you know, cause you have the mic stand out there. So as soon as you leave the mic, you're like, oh, I'm done. But I, apparently I was still talking. You were still lab packed. But I was because, um, I just had a week, you know, and, yeah. and then once I committed to the set, I'm like, right, I'm doing it. But then I thought, you know, I never, you had different setups in there. You had to, you had well, different so inter, was, interstitially kind of stuff to get it going was never in this order and never opened with a porn joke really and i couldn't believe they let you do the porn joke and the Anne frank joke i couldn't believe it either i'm like first of all i'll give it all up if i can do Anne frank because i just i want that on record the way i tell it now not the way it's in the album right so right. it's on record yeah right it's on right. record Exactly. Well, no, no, I completely agree that uh, yeah. the, the, I had a joke where uh, the CPUP machine, I had not, it wasn't, it's not on the album where I say it's a CPUP machine. So, but it's, but it is on Conan. So it's fine. Yes. Okay. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah you want to, so you want to, how it's supposed to be told, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the porn joke, I'm like, oh, I, so I have to come out with all this information. My, I have a son who's 14. I'm worried a lot about a lot of stuff. I don't want him to watch porn. That's three pieces of information without a joke. Yeah. Which is a lot to open with, in my opinion. Like, to me, it's like first, the first joke should be after I have a son who's a 14-year-old. That's right. right. Set up but I can't jump right into what I don't want him watching porn. It's like, wait, you need one little... Why are you talking about this? We Oh, you're worried about it. Okay, I got it. Like, you need a little bit, right? Right, right. So, but then I thought, once I'm into that, it's okay. Um, and then, then, then the other thing with the encyclopedia joke, which uh, I, like, they clipped it out. Corden clipped it out. And it's okay. doing really well, you know? And it's weird because... Wait, what is the oh the 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 Funkin Wagnall? Yeah, well, well, it's weird because I have that. That's just the end of a chunk. The um, you know, him, it, it, my, you know, taking my son to the encyclopedias and making him find out who was the Prime Minister of Great Britain in World War II. Right. So, and the first half is about Funkin Wagnalls, which is like hit or miss, and I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with it? So I, I just kind of put it down, and I just had this loose joke. That's not attached to anything, but I'm like, oh, it will, it will go in here. And what I was trying to set up was that my son wasn't great scholastically, which is that leads me to Anne Frank because I'm reading books out loud to him, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at an age where maybe some parents aren't, right? Um, and I also did an ADHD joke between 
Oh, wow. Wikipedia, and then they do 45 minutes and then they fail. It was running short all week. All week. It was running under five. It was right. running between four and a half and five. Oh, I think, and the final one, I think, was 606. Yeah. You know why? Because what? of laughs, because of people yucking it up. Yeah, that's all why. Those things I didn't get all week. Oh. <laughs> So awesome. Um, yeah, so they took out the ADHD joke, but I think it transitioned okay anyway. I mean, you know, oh, for sure. I can I yeah. could tell that there was something that they changed something in the middle, but um, but I but it 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 killed so hard. It was it was yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh I am in Las Vegas. Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh go ahead. Still yes. haven't got a week at the club that's booking the rapist and the statutory rapist. But that's okay, guys. You know what? Oh, yeah. The progress moves slowly. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Well, in that club, you know, I was telling, like, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about that, that how proud I was of this club in the 90s that would book one woman headliner a month. Right, right, right. On purpose. Yeah. Which meant that there were 12 out of, yeah. you know, 52 right. weeks, but really 50, because there's probably two weeks where you just do all locals because of how holidays sure, sure. kind of mess with stuff. But out of 50 weeks, 12 means there's 38 dudes. And, um, and those dudes, you don't know what the breakdown is. There could be, I mean, and then there's, you know, you have, if you have 12 women, you might only get one, one gay male, right? Oh, right. You might only get, um, of those 12 women, you may get no women of color. Right. And uh, so, I mean, it just, the homogeneity itself just kind of bugs the shit out of me. Why are clubs so far behind everything else? I don't get it. I mean, I do understand, but it's yeah. so, they're, they're behind, even like Netflix, they're behind, and not Netflix comedy, but <laughs> streaming services are are seeking out other voices and they're putting up great fucking shows. They're just yeah. having interest in it. You know, maybe mm -hmm. they've hired people that can bring those shows, but it's, it's so weird how comedy clubs are not weird. It's so sad how comedy clubs are really behind. It's yeah. sad for us. It's sad for audiences are missing out on, uh, on different people coming to the club too. different yeah. alcohol drinkers, you know, yeah. <laughs> different people with, jobs they have yeah. jobs at cash cash women, women will get hammered for the right comics right second show friday second show friday uh very hammered woman not enjoying my set last night okay. counties in, in vegas sure and she kept talking during my set yeah and finally i'm i'm literally i've been given the light i'm doing three minutes bringing maria up i'm only doing 20 minutes right and this woman keeps talking and uh and she says something snarky. And I was like, ma'am, are you okay? Like, I think that she's slightly drunk and I think that she's having some sort of moment with her partner or whoever she's there with. Okay. And she goes, I'm fine. And I was like, okay. Cause I literally am checking on you. Cause you're just, you're a little, you're a little loud. She's like, no, I'm having a great time. You're so fantastic. Oh, huh. well, pardon me while well, I want to say the words, hey, dumb cunt, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> but I did not, did not say that. Instead, I said, you know, you don't have to stay. The good news is, is you can just go. If And I'm I'm almost done. Just going to do a dick joke and get the hell right back. <laughs> and, um, and bring Maria up. And if you don't like me, you, I don't know what you thought you were coming to see, but just so you know, you can go. It's okay. 
And uh, she's like, no, I'm fine. And I was like, okay, well, it's all good what you're doing here. Cause you know, when you feature, you feature, right? You do the, the job that you've been hired to do. And so I said, you know, it's, it's cool. You do whatever you want now, but you gotta be quiet. If you're unhappy, do it quietly for the next hour. And she's, you know, she just said, mm. and uh, so I get off stage <laughs> so mad and, uh, yeah there's an MC. So Spencer's going to bring Maria up and Maria's like, what happened? And I said, she just seems a little out of it. So I told her she could go if she wanted to, but to keep it together. And she's like, yeah. And so she, Maria gets up. And what I love about Maria Bamford is, you know, much like you, much like, you know, friends, they got your back. And she was like, just so you know, you, you, it's not that big of a deal. You can go. She's, and, she she yeah. kind of opened with that. She opened with it. She's ah, like, love it. Yeah, she, yeah, she does this joke about how she isn't for for everyone. You know, she what's it, what is the line? It's I don't know if it's on her new special, but she does this line about how she would like to be introduced as a melanoma survivor <laughs> with an announcement. <laughs> and so uh, what I did because I was I was grumpy because the set was going well and I couldn't pitch my merch because that's of that. annoying. Oh, oh! Now, now awesome. she's taking money from you, and right. now it was costly. It was yes. costly, and so I went outside and I called Carmen Morales, who had just recorded her, uh, who had just filmed her HBO special, mm -hmm. uh, her. 15 minute HBO uh, like mini special mm -hmm. and uh, I guess she freaking destroyed so which Yay. is great because Ada Rodriguez was just talking like Ada was there and Ada is super supportive of other yes. comics you know she's so great yeah. and I guess she was talking her up in front of all the HBO execs oh that's great and all the HBO execs were like I don't know why we've never heard of you and uh, you know they're like yeah Look around. That's and, awesome. Uh, no, she, when she's open for me at Flappers and she just busts the room apart. Yeah, she murders. <laughs> and um, and then Las Vegas, Nevada is having a hip hop festival right now. <laughs> so it's that why you and Maria booked this week. Yeah, that's why we chose yeah. this weekend is because uh, Soldier Boy <laughs> and I, huge fan. It's like when when the Durst used to book, uh, book, um, oh, no, well, Jazz Fest too. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong. Uh, there's a lot of baseball fan comic comics that love baseball, and they go to Arizona for like the shittiest money possible on during uh, training period, whatever it's called. You know what? I don't even know the the terms I to use to flesh out this description. Baseball open mic. And thank you for three quarters of a story. Contributed uh, <laughs> to possibly the wrong comic but uh yeah you didn't help me on that hmm. <laughs> well you set your you, you dug the hole so um i have a couple of so last night uh steve mandel who's a phoenix comic and an old mm -hmm. friend of andy's actually he's been doing oh. stand for like five years and he um he's in town and so he came to the second show mm -hmm. and then we were going to get something to eat but he didn't bring his car and i don't have a car and so I was like, and they said there was a pizza place, but we couldn't find it. So we ended up, you know, my ankle still hurts. Um, oh. But we walked two miles to Circus Circus. 
So and my then, God, that's the worst place. <laughs> so that's gross. where he's staying. Why would you ever? Oh. But I was like, but I like Steve Bandel, so I wanted to hang out with him. Oh so we walked to Circus Circus. So it's right across from where the festival is. Okay. The throng of humanity it was like 2019. There were 80,000 2018 to 28 year olds, you know, in the craziest costumes ever. And at first I was like, Grandma Cation, not psyched. Aunt Jackie, not happy. And then I was like, you cannot control 80,000 youth. Yeah. Uh, you have to just celebrate the fact that they are fucking psyched. Yeah, so they're like, out. They're out, they're in it, and they were so happy. They were, you know, so, so you know, and you know, I guess pot is legal in Nevada. So a lot of them were stoned, a lot of them were drunk, a lot, they were all happy, but they were, we were all, we were all mad because you could not get a Lyft or an Uber. And so I ended up hanging out with, with Steve trying to find him a place to eat because I had had a club sandwich at the club. And uh, <laughs> you're so loyal. <laughs> well, and it was when you're at a club, you only have a club sandwich. <laughs> That's what I mean, like a turkey club. And so, but we never find the food. And then it's um, it's like 1230 and I'm like, I kind of have to go to sleep. And so I call a lift and there's no, we wait 10 minutes outside of Circus Circus and there's no lift. Oh I God. have a horrible middle-aged, I have a horrible middle-aged white lady moment where I literally think about, well, what would happen if I asked that cop to give me a ride home? How weird would that be? That would be like the weirdest middle-aged white lady thing in the world going, you know, I sprained my ankle a couple of months ago. Uh, any chance you can give me a ride two miles that way? And then I was like, <laughs> hey. And, and I only thought of it for a heartbeat, but I was like, wow, there's the definition of jackassery. And um, so I didn't do it. But what I did end up doing was canceling the lift and ordering a $55 Uber. To go two miles? To take me two miles because uh the the, the regular uber mm -hmm. nobody would show up mm -hmm. the next level up was 33 bucks mm -hmm. and they're like limited availability i waited five five minutes on that one and i'm like i need it's one o'clock i got home yeah yeah so i did the 50 he was there in six minutes <sighs> and i tipped him well and he, we are staying very far off the strip, which is good. But this festival goes all weekend. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, all those kids are going to have shitty jobs in about five years. And uh, this might be the highlight of their lives. They're used. Well, they're having a really yeah. good time. And I don't blame them. And But I don't need to go. I don't know why I went into the belly of the beast. I, that was the dumbest idea in the world. I, and, I, I, is it an outdoor festival? Yeah. Yeah, you could hear the singing and stuff. It was. I can't imagine. I, I would. All I would be thinking about is the the MGM Grand shooting. You know, or the guy shoot. Was it from the MGM Grand? The guy who shot five hundred people from his. Oh, at the car? at the Cowboy Festival. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's all I. I can't, I can't imagine being out like being an open target for all those windows. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Um, I like that it was outdoors because of COVID. I was like, I'm glad it's outside. There's at oh, least yeah. some. I mean, Less aerosols. There's uh, right? two ways to die, right? <laughs> um, There's hundreds of ways. But yeah, uh, yeah. so, uh, but I did sell a bunch of merch for a show and it's fine. And then, so I have, so 800 Pound Gorilla made two clips. Right. Of my special. Yeah. And I put one on 
TikTok, and the last time I looked at it, it had 120,000 views. How? Wow. And I have 5,000 new followers on TikTok. So you've been in the last day in, in the last 12, 24 hours. I gotta I gotta chop up my cordon set then, right? You gotta chop up every set into 30 second to two, one minute chunks, put it up on TikTok every day, and uh and then get exhausted and bored. And then by the end of it, you'll have 50,000 followers. I now have 63,000 followers. What I made for myself, TikTok. <laughs> Well, thank God you're on it. You're on it. And then you feel like that's, that's uh, contribute. Will that lead to album sales? That's the most important thing right now. Well, here's the other thing is, is my friend Brian Tatoski was like, how do I pre-order the album download? It's, there's no link to Amazon or, or Apple music. And I was like, and then 10 minutes later, he's like, it's not even on your website, Jackie. And I'm like, I forgot entirely about my website. That's where I Who keep everything. Websites anymore, boomers. No one. I forgot about my freaking. Anyway, so um, yeah, I uh, yeah, so I'm gonna figure. I have to figure out the the link, the link that will that needs to be on the front page of my website, and if there is a download pre order, because I didn't get a link for download. And I, and I actually, uh, like I Googled Jackie Cation, Staycation, Amazon, and nothing came up. And um, I was like, maybe it's not up yet. And I, I, didn't, get a, I, I didn't get a pre-order link either because they did, they put it on Pandora, streaming right, Pandora. It's, right, it's only streaming Pandora. Pre, for some reason, there was no pre-order link. I don't know. But a, but a pre-order download is entirely different because you're not going to get it until Tuesday anyway. Mm. So yeah. you would think a pre-order would be fine. Um, but get this. So the, the joke is the rapture joke, right? It's, oh. one of the, it's one of the early. So the rapture joke, it's probably 30 seconds, maybe 40. And uh, somebody posted it. Somebody famous posted it on Twitter. And so Patton retweeted it. And so... It now has 256,000 views on tick on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm like, what the hell's happening? Oh, Jesus Christ. And I have, uh, I had 30,000 followers on 35,000 followers on Twitter. I now have 43,000. Oh my God. And George Takai, I can die, is following me. Uh, I, I haven't felt this happy since John Cryer followed me. And get this, just this morning, Louise uh, Dreyfus Veep, she's Julia Louise Dreyfus is following me. Oh my God. You know what's happening? I'm very excited about famous people for a second. <laughs> And and the fact and so it was I don't know, uh, so it's very exciting and uh, but people are are being very nice. Patent very nice retweeting it. Kathleen Madigan did a very nice you know go to your tonight is the night by the way it's the yeah. album release party. Yeah, I need to sell three hundred more tickets. Okay. <laughs> so and they're only ten dollars for twenty. You get a free download code. Crazy. So there must be a download code. Yeah. And so, um, but there is, yeah, but it's tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time on RushTix.com, R-U-S-H-T-I-X.com, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern. 
If you live in like Wales and it's four in the morning at that time, it is also viewable for 48 hours after. Guy Branham, Marilyn Ricecup, and Maria are all going to do 10-minute sets, little guesties. Amazing. We're going to show a couple of clips from the special. I'm going to work on two of my new jokes because what am I, Rockefeller, what, I, I don't get to do a set. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we're going to hang out for Rockefeller who never got to do a set. <laughs> <laughs> that guy building libraries, building venues where you could have a stand-up show. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm excited about the thing tomorrow, but I'm hoping not to, you know, don't freak out about it. And of course, there will be that thing afterwards where you have that crash, right? Yes. I've literally been multitasking my fool head off for two weeks. So uh, it's so it's so unsatisfying to be promoting yourself. It's just I hate it. It's I don't so like promoting comedy gigs, you know, but it just this whole like constantly. I need thumbs up, thumbs up. I hate it. I I pitched Corset on an, I did an interview with Geek News Network. And uh, yeah, and I was like, another album you might want to look into. Just kidding. (laughs) And let me tell you something, George Takai, great. I'm sure, congratulations. Thank you. He He was on Star Trek. Do you remember when I criticized Elon Musk? And by that, I mean, when he shot off a rocket over Los Angeles. I said, I replied, I didn't quote tweet, just replied, couldn't you have donated that money to a food bank? All right. <laughs> and they, people went insane. I do remember uh, that. Three years ago. article on Facebook and it, woman tells, I was woman, woman <laughs> tells Elon Musk. I was under this guy. I knew he was a shithead a long time ago, you fucking assholes. What did George do? Kind do you? saw through that bullshit. <laughs> so George Takai was like posted it all over Facebook and made my life a lot more miserable. So I got, you know what? I'm not too excited about George Takai, but congrats to you, Jackie. <laughs> he was in Star Trek. I don't think you understand. Hey, let's take a break for the love of God. Look, it's a rough world out there, especially lately. I get it. So let's take care of our minds as best we can. I'm John Moe, host of Depression Mode with John Moe. Every week, I talk with comedians, actors, writers, musicians, doctors, therapists, and everyday folks about the obstacles that our world and our brains throw in front of us. Depression, anxiety, traumatic stress, all those mental health challenges that are way more common and more treatable than you might think. The first time I went to therapy, I was so ashamed and I was like, I can't believe I got to go into therapy. Like, I thought I could be a man and Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. Give your mind a break. Give yourself a break and join me for Depression Mode with John Moe. Hey, it's uh, Jackie Cation over here from the Jackie and Lori show, obviously. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy because... The thing about online therapy is that you can do it from your home and there it's instantaneous. I just, I, I should probably just read what they said because they're right. I mean, you get your cars tuned up, you prevent bigger issues down the road, you get annual checkups, you go to the gym, other people do all of those things. Uh, the only thing I do do is I do some men- mental health stuff, mental health stuff. And going to therapy is like all of that, but quite honestly, 
you can do it while sitting. Going to the gym is you got to run around, uh, eating good. I'm telling you, you got to maintain your brain box is what I'm saying. So your mental and emotional wellness is huge and you want to prevent bigger issues down the road. Therapy doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. There's something wrong if, you know, it just means that you're interested in investing in yourself and keeping your mind healthy. It's the biggest thing that I'm a huge fan of this, by the way. So uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, it can be more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else and not in your mind and your peace of mind? So the pod, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Jackie Laurie Show listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp. And um, if you go to betterhelp.com slash Jackie Laurie. So BetterHelp is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Jackie Laurie. You know how to spell our names. And uh, so go to that, get 10% off your first month. And in any case, we all need a little help. You can do this. Jackie, your ad read made me feel better. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how amazing this product is. Just you talking about it soothes my soul. Guys, the holidays will soon be upon us. Oh, I guess they're not including Halloween. I think we already <laughs> You have more important things to focus on than how comfortable your pants are. So here's your new script. Whoops. Here's your new script. <laughs> so navigating the holiday season with ease and comfort, Beta Brand. This is how comfortable I am. I can't even read anymore. I love Beta Brand. They have a dress pant yoga pants. They're designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. It is the sneakiest stuff I've ever seen in my life. They're made of this wrinkle resistant stretch knit fabric. So they look good all day. There's so many different styles to choose from. There's straight legs, skinny joggers, a more huge variety of colors and patterns from classic black to houndstooth or stripes. I got classic black and a boot cut, uh, but I do want to expand my war my beta brand wardrobe because uh, it, they are so comfortable, but they don't look they don't look like comfortable pants. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I got some other ones that I, I bought from another company that absolutely look comfortable. And uh, so I can't leave the house. <laughs> but beta brand, you look like you dressed up. But yeah. You All right. Right now, our listeners can get 30% off their orders when you go to betabrand.com, B-E-T-A brand.com slash Jackie Laurie. That's betabrand.com slash Jackie Laurie. 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants at betabrand.com slash Jackie Laurie for 30% off. And there's no mystery why, the, why they're ditching typical work pants because typical <laughs> work pants blow and Beta Brand are super comfy and look great. Yeah. I want more hippie styles. Yeah, so I come back from Vegas tomorrow. We have two more shows tonight. So you're just doing you're just doing four. You're doing Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, two and two, seven and nine thirty. This club's been open for five weeks. How how is it? Is it how many seats? It's 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 light. It only seats about a buck twenty one thirty. Is it's wise guys? Yep, it's a wise guys in Las Vegas. So it but the weird thing is is you know Maria's like 
I have not been here for to, to Las Vegas for over 20 years. And um, so she is, she's like, I don't have it in me. You know, uh, so she, she isn't, she's half filling it, right? Because nobody knows her here. And, um, but they're really great crowds, except for that one woman, right? That one dum-dum. Right. Um, they're super engaged and really nice. Some guy after my set on the second show just came up and he said, you were really funny. And I know you would have been even funnier. Give me one of everything. What? He, what? Yeah, he bought like seventy dollars. Oh, he didn't get everything. Great. He bought seventy dollars worth of stuff, and uh, they spend. I, that's um. Here's the thing, though. If Wise Guys is new, then part partially maybe some of the problems people don't know where Wise Guys is. Locals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I They're all locals. Here. I've been like, don't know Maria. They they might not. Go. They just. If you've been to one of the other clubs before, you at least you know how to get there, you know? Well, and this is the good thing about this club is that it's not on the strip, so it doesn't have that $50 price tag, or you just lost all your money and you got a black card. Right, free right. ticket bullshit. Right. These are all townies. Oh, and okay. um, so it's it's been it's been pretty great. And um and some of the local comics showed up too, because they have a, an open mic on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um and so they, that was great. And then, um, yeah, I was looking at their lineup. It's, you know, it's, he, he just doesn't book a lot of women and it's, it's just the way it goes. And he books, you know what he, he, he books a lot of women for dry bar and he likes some women. Like I know he likes Rontowski and, and he likes Maria, but there's, um, and then I think there's like three or four other that I saw on the posters on the thing. But he has me on like a three or four year rotation that, um, I mean, that's, I mean, I have plenty of work. It's, uh, it's fine, but I would, I would like, cause there's so many great new young comics, right? Yeah, and there's plenty and there's you and you, you would also, club. I want to work every fucking club. Right, right. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. It's, I'm greedy. Uh, I want every club. Right. Uh, do you guys have a billboard? I don't think so. Mm. That's always yeah. fun in Vegas is to take a picture, like just wait for the scroll. Oh, right, right. Get your yeah, when it, when it rotates through, that that happened when I was at the Laugh Factory. I, I got the billboard shot. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a there was a park that we that Steve Mandel and I walked by yeah, at yeah. 11 30, 12 o'clock at night last night. And it was an incredibly well-lit park because it and all it was is like one of those tri- you, you know in New York, they're concrete kind of it's not a park. It's got like places to sit, right? Yeah. It's a triangle in the middle of traffic. Yeah. And right, right, all right. the places to sit were a stack of chips and a couple of dice. And uh it was painted with a roulette wheel. And I was like, all right, Vegas. We're far enough off the strip that you could just put a bench here and maybe a tree. Uh, yeah. Were you convincing? I think everyone who's seen this knows what Vegas does. <laughs> but I'm hoping to go to the Barnes and Noble after we are done doing this. There's still a Barnes and Noble there. There's three. There's Whoa. three Barnes and Nobles outside of. Yeah, I was so excited because I I had brought one book and I finished it. I've never brought one book anywhere. And I looked at my Kindle and I could, I could reread something, but I'm like, 
I kind of want to, I don't know what I want, but um, I just want to go to a Barnes and Noble and breathe. Yeah. So um, that was, that was my nineties was going to Barnes and Nobles. You know, I remember my nineties was going to the, was finding the privately ones before the Barnes and Noble killed them all. So, well, no, I mean, they, they weren't, I would go to cities that would, would, wouldn't have book, uh, bookstores with cafes, you know, like, oh, right, right. Cause it had a cafe. I mean, it wasn't even a thing back then. Right. So Barnes and Noble and borders and books a million, mm-hmm. some other, some other book star. Bookstar, that's right. And and if you if you had a town that had one of those, you're like, I have a place to go during the day for a couple hours. Thank God, you know. Oh, when Birmingham, Alabama had one of them, and it was like I think they had like at the time the biggest newest Barnes and Noble, and it was amazing, and I couldn't believe it. And it was like it. You'd be there all day, and then you go, you know, to the Stardome, which is a beautiful room, but it can be like I think I was featuring so. You know, I'm just uh, some <laughs> I'm in the I'm standing between the audience and a white male Southerner. And <laughs> <laughs> then they're trying to get out of the way. Wait, who put that? Yeah, just a little more to the left. A little more you to the left. like you went to a bookstore today. Boo. <laughs> right. It was um, Maria was talking about going to some art installation. She would have gone for sure if Scott came with her, but um, he uh, he didn't. So she is sleeping it out. Mm-hmm. and then uh bring, so, oh does she bring any pets does she bring dogs or anything like that no no she she used to bring blossom um but then she stopped and then blossom passed away so and uh but uh yeah the again we both flew you know we flew southwest so right uh, neither of us had a car but we're staying at a beaut this this hampton inn it's a it's one of those ones that's a hampton inn and a homewood suites right and so there's an amazing pool in the middle with a giant hot tub that oh. uh, too many haircuts are hanging out. There's too many, too, too many dingbats. Jackie, go to do the hot tub because the amount of chlorine they put on that thing, nothing will live. You're, you're fine. <laughs> Enjoy the hot tub. Enjoy the hot tub. If I, yes. I might, I'm, I have to bathe today because, and luckily my room has a bathtub, very pleased. And, uh, and then the, my next gig isn't like I'm doing a bunch of stuff, like I'm doing a benefit. This will already have gone up, but I'm doing a benefit when I get home tomorrow yeah. at five o'clock and it's on Zoom. So I don't understand why I have to go to Ben Glebe's house uh, <laughs> to his, to his, because I think he has a studio, uh, you know, in the in his backyard or something. Oh my God. Sure. And I was like, I, I don't think Bradley Whitford is going to Ben Glebe's house, but maybe he is. He might be because Ben Glebe was a presidential candidate and Bradley Whitford was on the West Wing. So, yeah, he might actually show up. He might show up. And Bradley Whitford's from Wisconsin and I'm from Wisconsin. And we're doing a benefit for the candidates that are running against Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Uh, so but it's a roast. And Ben was like, yeah, you just have to write some roast jokes about Ron Johnson. And I said, that's not going to happen. I am so exhausted from all this special album stuff and then the road that I woke up the other night from a nightmare where I wasn't asleep. The nightmare was that I couldn't get to sleep. (laughs) So I woke up and I accidentally woke Andy up. And Andy's like, are you okay? And I said, I'm just so exhausted. And I swear to God, he looked around and he was like, well, we, this is, this is all we can do. 
We're, we're in bed. This is as much restaurant going, I'm just so hungry. <laughs> Plate full of food in front of me. It's all around you. <laughs> yeah, go to sleep. And so it was, it was ridiculous. But um, yeah, so I'm doing this benefit uh, tomorrow night, which is good. Yeah. And then I have I have sets all week at kind of improv and 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 I think I'm I might be doing better half, and um, oh. then I am going to um, but then then it's the Thanksgiving week. My sister's coming for a week with the kids, and then um, I'm going to go to Lowell, Arkansas, and do the Grove. Oh yeah. Well, so, you know what? I got my booster, so put in a good word for me. I'm ready. Okay. I'll, I'll go work any Southern state now. Oh, did you get the booster? I got it last night. I feel fine. My arm doesn't even hurt. It's this arm. I'm going to go swimming after this. And I got Moderna. It's my third Moderna. So I know, I know some people have been waylaid and I got, I was, I was supposed to get it last week, but I'm like, I want to be knocked out and not be able oh, right to. Before the, that's right. You got it after your, you got it after your set, didn't you? Like I, 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 I can't tell when midnight is. I can't tell what day it is. You know, they're like, right. were you still in full hair and makeup? No, no, no. I, no, okay. I, I got the day wrong. I got it last night after my, uh, I was at the improv on that did the late show on Friday. And then I went okay. right to CVS. So I was okay. in my, it was my own makeup, which okay. wasn't. Right, right. Not, not as fun as, yes. Yeah. And I was so tired. I called the, the, uh, pharmacist, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> <Goodbye>, honey. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Oh my, oh my god, that is. Um, well, I have. Uh, I just have road work coming up. I have some spots here and there. I'm going to be in New York on the 20th, Saturday, the 20th. Okay. I'm doing kind of sets at the stand, and then I think I end the night at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. I so, think that's next week. That's next. That's this that's Saturday weekend. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're going to New York this weekend. Yes, I'll be in New York a week from tonight. Okay. And then, and then I go to um, Creaking Creaking Cave in uh, Austin, Friday through Sunday. So oh. come on out. I mean, Is that the 26th, like right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's right after Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, I'm trying to replace album material as quickly as possible, as we all are. But I don't want to give you, you know, shitty stuff. So it'll, it's going to be a mix of things you, if you've heard the album, you probably heard. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't hear the album, oh, fuck you. It's been out for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That is it exact. And see that, see the album live. See how, see how it changes <laughs> in real life. See my yeah, I might I'm, doing, I'm doing Lowell, Arkansas. Then we're visiting Andy's, um, essentially his dad's widow, right? Oh. And then from Little Rock, I'm flying directly to Raleigh, North Carolina to work with Maria. Oh, neat. Where? And Charlie Goodnights, I think. Oh. On the weekend of December 4th. Okay. And then I believe I'm, oh no, just home for one week. And then we go to Milwaukee. I'm doing Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, the 17th and 18th. And then it's Christmas. And then it's fucking Christmas. I'm at uh, the Comedy Ford in Fort Collins. December 3rd and 4th. Oh, right. And, and uh, so if you're even in the Denver area, so far I've had no work luck working any club in Denver. So please just make the drive. Make the drive. Yeah, make you the can drive. listen to an episode of our podcast on the way out and then listen to my album on the way back and compare what you heard 
<laughs> and then give nobody any notes. Nobody needs notes yeah, at this no, point. No notes necessary because it's uh it's it's out. It's, it's already uh, burned to non-vinyl. Mm. Um, and then uh then I'm at the I'm at Acme the 8th through 11th, the weekend after. And then I uh, then for New Year's, I'm at uh, in Burlington at Vermont Comedy Club. That's neat. That's yeah, going to so be great. This is a, I'm coming up on a bunch of weeks of fun, good road work. I'm excited. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And Vermont's going to be gorgeous at, at uh, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm bringing all, my and, uh, all New Englandy times. Yeah. How much time yeah. are we while? 42. Let's take another break. I was going to say. You're in the theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she stand up to her? Oh, good God. Do I need to stand up to my own mother? We never know when we'll see ourselves in a movie, but that search for recognition is exactly what we're going to talk about on the podcast, Feeling Seen, with me, Jordan Cruciola. Each episode, we'll bring in a guest to talk about the films that they see themselves in and also the ways that movies have fallen short. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Seen podcast here on Maximum Fun or wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah, did we didn't do comic of the week? We did not. Yeah. Wait, I have something new to complain about. Not complaining. Distracting <laughs> <laughs> no one. I am apparently the default person to ask to talk at a comedy writing class now. Maybe because I've got nothing to do and everyone knows it, and I have no excuse. <laughs> but I'm. I mean, I don't know what to tell people. First of all, I'm helping to create my competition. So why am I even saying yes to these things? Is it live or is it over Zoom? It's over Zoom. But also, I don't know what, to, I'm trying to get work. I, I don't know, I don't know what the proper channels or methods are, you know? <laughs> I have no idea. Good luck to all of us. Sure. That's all I should really say instead of they, talk for an hour they, and a half about comedy. The, the gig that was far away that they wanted you to do in somebody's living room. Oh! The, the standard for that has to be 12 grand and you send a town car. <laughs> it has to be did especially I, if it's on a holiday did i talk about this on the last one no oh okay so somebody emailed me that lives in malibu mm-hmm. and uh, oh. malibu is full of uh like hippies that somehow got a trailer at the right time when it was affordable in the 70s and then gave it to their grandchildren or incredibly wealthy people. There's like, it right. seems like there's no like middle class in that Malibu, right? You know? So although hippies could be middle class, but you know what I'm saying? There's like giant houses and there's little tiny uh, trailers, right? Yes. So uh, somebody from a, gi- a giant house. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, you know, we saw you flappers and we just thought, you know, maybe we could have a comic at Thanksgiving. And, and it's this is like two weeks away from Thanksgiving. And I... And I went to the chat and I'm like, what, what would you charge for this? And someone said a thousand. And then you came in with 12,000. Which makes more sense because it's Thanksgiving day. Yeah, it's the it's only in Malibu. Everyone celebrates. It's not like I'm working. It's, yeah. It's in a living room. They don't, you know, there's so many red, fl- it's a freaking yeah. 
as Marie would say, a flag factory. This thing <laughs> is more than just a red flag. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 12 grand, you would you would be like, oh good. I made I'm I made uh I made my nut this month or whatever, right? I and did, enough- yes, but I didn't pursue it. I, I right. you were like, I don't want to do it. You know, uh, a little heads up. That's how I felt was like, I'm not a whim you can order on a holiday away from cameo cameo kill Martin. (laughs) So, um, you know, uh, I just said, I, I have plans. Thank you. You know, I mean, (laughs) if you want to do this shit six months in advance, then I'll make sure that I don't, you know, I, prep my kid or I'm because I'm flying to Texas the very next day. So I'm gone that whole weekend anyway. So for me to like, you know, leave at 3 PM, you know, when, when, and just go to do a gig for my kids, 12 K won't mean anything to him. He'll just be like, Oh, here she goes again. Right. 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 So, I don't know. I just, I didn't uh, pursue it. And, um, and uh, they're free to ask me more in advance uh, another time. That's a win to not pursue it. I mean, you know, the, you know, the, my dad is like, never say no without a number, but he always, he's also like, and then if you, and then if they meet, match your number, just, it's kind of fun to go, nah, I still don't want to do it. And I was like, well, you're kind of a jackass. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't do things I don't want to do. And you're like, fair enough. He is not wrong. And um, I'm doing the Bechtel cast. And so I sent uh, I'm doing a thousand podcasts sure. to promote the album, right? So one of them is the Bechtel cast. And I sent the list of movies to watch to my brother, Russ, who loves to watch movies. Mm-hmm. And he loves to watch old, he, and, and kind of the the weirder, the better, right? They, they can be literally terrible movies, or they can be weird, great movies, or they can be classics, whatever. So he, out of all the movies, he was like, Peggy Sue got married. That's the one you got to watch. And I was like, I think I saw that when it came out. It was weird because they were so old. And he goes, Coppola does an amazing job. And I was like, Francis Ford Coppola directed Peggy Sue Got Married. And he goes, yeah, Nicholas Cage is in it. And he's terrible because he does this terrible accent. But the hey, movie itself is. Matthew. Did you know that? I did know that. And it makes and it made sense once he said it. But I was like, oh, right. Weird. Okay. And uh, so have you ever seen Peggy Sue Got Married? Long time ago. Was that was that Nicolas Cage's breakout role? Uh, it was mo- widely it was, mocked. There was something about the moon with Sean, Sean Penn that he did. That shoot, shoot, um, shoot the moon, I think. I think. I, I don't know what. That sounds right. Yeah. We, did we not still have not done Comic of the Week. But I'm, I'm just like, wow. That I mean, <laughs> it's nice to be Francis Ford Coppola's son. I mean, nephew, not his son. It's actually his son died. So it's actually better to be his nephew. Right. Cause that guy's still alive and, and, son, he, and he married Elvis Presley's. Uh, you know who uh, killed his son? Coppola's yeah. son. Griffin um, O'Neill, who's Tatum O'Neill's brother, uh, was drunk, drunk driving a motorboat. And I think uh, Francis for a Coppola's son was in it and uh, it, they crashed and he died. Yeah. Griffin O'Neill, he's, he's, uh, uh, did he die as well? No, they, the, the, those, the drunks never die. It's so, it's so, uh, enraging. 
you know? That's true. My mother died in a drunk driving accident and the guy driving the motorcycle lived. They both got run over by cars and Harold broke both of his legs and one of his arms, but he lived and my mother was killed. It was her boyfriend. My parents were separated. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But he lived. He didn't go to the funeral, but I think he was in traction. So uh, it was 1972 and he had two broken legs and a broken arm, but we never did hear from him again. And he had probably racked with guilt, had to Absolutely. fuck off. Yeah. I hope he got sober. That'd be good. Hey, let's do the comic of the week on that cheerful note. Yes, she wants to follow that story. That's a great well, one. It's a great one. Our comic of the week is Chloe Radcliffe. Chloe Radcliffe. She is, I believe, a Minneapolis or Minnesota native. Okay. Uh, And it's Chloe Badcliffe with two Fs. Get it? Uh, C-L-O. Wait, C-H-L-O-E. Chloe. Chloe. Classic spelling of Chloe. Right. And then Badcliffe, B-A-D-C-L-I-F-F-E. Yeah, she's very, I did a bunch of shows with her as I was, you know, uh, terrorizing uh, independently produced shows all (laughs) with my dumb five minutes and um she's hilarious and she writes for fallon so she was just out here on a little trip like oh, a, on a trip just trip. reminding la that they to know her yep. well let's remind everyone to know her because her name is uh chloe radcliffe and she's great yeah very very funny very smart mm-hmm. find her somebody compared me to madigan again oh my and, god uh, it never ends it never ends i was like st louis isn't that close to milwaukee and um and she is a tiny woman with with a very great stage presence and really cool um jokes and stuff and she's super funny but obviously. i think it's just your so vocal it's not the worst right i guess the 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 timing maybe because i know that um maria and mary mac get that a bunch yeah right 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 and weirdly enough andy erickson and mary mac get that Hmm. And then weirdly enough, Andy Erickson, and, no, I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, um, yeah and of course, you, you talk about golf a lot. So, uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and Lewis Black, we used to do. And, uh, and, so, and are still best friends. Yeah. Those golf comics, I don't know how they did it, man. That Madigan, and there's others too. They just traveled the country with fucking golf, like a whole thing of golf clubs. <laughs> You, you, the, the, she had to make she had to make five grand a week immediately because she had to afford the fees exactly sorry step on your no that's fine that was that was going to be my punchline but you know what i might have missed i might not have gotten to it so <laughs> it, it had to happen um, um uh, yeah yeah other than that i finished so i have been reading and these books, they're, they're, you know, they're just mystery novels, right? Like I, I just did a, I just did a dork forest with, um, oh, Ophira Eisenberg mm-hmm. and it'll go up in two weeks. And, uh, and she was like, you know, the thing that I'm really dorky about right now is like, it's, it, it's, it's not great literature. And I was like, what are you talking about? just regular books that you buy and read mysteries, Westerns, you know, mercenary books, action mm-hmm. thrillers. Um, you know, I mean, you're not reading the mini muffin murder mystery, are you? And she's like, no, what is that? And I was like, there's this woman named Joanna Fluke who writes and 
The fact that she's published is a fluke. I am willing to take a stand and say that I've read three of them because I give everybody a chance. I will read some serious crap, a lot of them, and um, in the hopes that I will eventually like them. The Dresden Files. It took me four books for me to <laughs> like that guy. Uh, the, I, I was like, he got better at writing. And Terry Pratchett. It took me six of the Discworld books to go, oh, I like these, actually. Quite I give, a, I give a book two paragraphs, and then I throw it if I don't like it. <laughs> you go six six books with one author? Yeah. I just, it, I mean, they, they spent a lot of time on it. And uh, and I got to stop the voices, Gilmartin. So, uh, <laughs> and so, so I, you know, so Joanna Fluke writes these horrible, it's about a baker in northern Minnesota who murders happen around her. She doesn't solve them. She just owns a fucking bakery. And every chapter opens with a muffin recipe. Nice. And, and so by the end of it, I wanted to kill her. So the, Ophira Eisenberg is not reading those. She's reading, she entered, She uh, told me about a guy named Lawrence Block who wrote in the 80s, I guess, 70s and 80s. And uh, and so I kind of want to go to Barnes & Noble and get that. And, um, but the, uh, yeah, the, I just read the sixth book in this. Um, it's a reimagining of Sherlock Holmes. In a series you hate? In a series I love, actually. Oh, okay. First book was, was great. Third book was amazing. This sixth book might be my favorite. Uh, two and four and five. Five was really good. Two and four, uh, just okay. Uh, so, but three was so good. Anyway, but it's called the Lady uh, Sherlock Holmes series, which is a dumb name, uh, but that's the way it goes. And it's written by this woman, Sherry Thomas. And it's a reimagining of Sherlock Holmes as a woman in Victorian England. Oh, who has autism, essentially, because that's what Sherlock Holmes would have. But if you're a dude who is that sort of savant, mm -hmm. you become Sherlock Holmes. If you're a woman who's that kind of savant, your father wants to marry you off so he doesn't have to deal with it. Yes. And you're you're you're, you're uh, sent to a, a home or something. Right. Right. Yeah. They lock you up. Uh, you're a burden. Uh, but she's also, you know, sort of uh, super cute. Uh, but she's she's Sherlock Holmes, right? She's she's a, a savant in this stuff. And so she decides she doesn't want to get married. So the way that she can um, she wants to she makes a deal with her dad when she's like 12. And she's like, if I I will genuinely try to find a dude that to marry but I'm not, I'm not suited for marriage. I don't want it. It's dumb. And I'm not suited for marriage. She isn't. She's just, she's like, no, I want to find a lover eventually. That sounds like a good idea, but uh, I'm just, she's 12 years yeah. old. She said, yeah. I want to find a lover. Right. She's, she, yeah. The kids, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've, I, I used to do a lot of childcare. And so I would meet these kids where you're like, you have a little too much information <laughs> about what are you reading? And uh, so, and, but she, it's such a great book. So what she does is she sleeps with a married man to get rid of her virginity so that she can blackmail her father and go, now you have nothing to sell. Oh, So give me my dowry. Let me go to some like, like women's idiot school and become like a head, like a, a school teacher. Just let me go. And he and instead, 
she there's a big scandal because she uh, isn't it was a terrible idea. So she gets caught by this guy's mom. And so she's shunned from society and becomes Sherlock Holmes because of it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's and the plot twist on that is slightly contrived. Obviously, you got to do something. And um, but it's such a great examination of sort of women's rights and, mm-hmm. and what that person's life could have been if they had the superpower of being Sherlock Holmes. That sounds good. Yeah. So I love it. He loved it. And, but now I don't have a book. So Ophira Eisenberg suggested Lawrence Block. So I need to go to Barnes. I am reading this book that I started and it's driving me crazy. It's called, I think it's called fish don't exist. And uh, just based on uh, good reviews, I didn't know anything. It's like a memoir. And I was mad at it because it started I think because I didn't know what it was about. It started as sort of this love letter to David Starr Jordan, who was a a taxonomist slash eugenicist, right? And I only know who he is because my son's school was named after him and they just changed it. And after they changed it, at his eighth grade graduation, the principal just listed, you know, all the shitty things that David Starr Jordan did. (laughs) Wait, the school was named after this guy for 50 years. Unbelievable. Um, So, uh, but, and so, so this book was driving me nuts, but I kept hate reading it because I'm like, this can't be, someone's got to have done research on this guy, right? That she's writing this lovingly, uh, you know, amazing biography slash memoir because she's inserting herself in it. And then it turned and, and now I'm like, oh, now I see what's going on. So I, I'm almost done. I'm 40 pages away from a new Ann Patchett novel. Like I just had to finish. Okay. It's a hardback. I, I like to finish a hardback because I feel like I spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> and I'll be done. And I can read this fucking paperback novel that I got for free from a library. Yay. Yay. All right, we're done. Good. Right? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.